What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the Thrive University podcast. I am your host and chief energy officer, Jeremy Abramson. And if this is your first time here, welcome. I'm so grateful for your support. I'm so grateful for your presence. And in case you weren't aware, Thrive is an acronym that stands for thoughts, habits, relationships, intention, vitality, and embodiment. And this is an acronym that I created to really create a framework to teach you the things that we never learned in school. And my intention with this podcast is to bring on world-renowned guests to break down their success, their breakthroughs, their obstacles that they've overcome to create massive amounts of success, health, and wealth in their life. So I'm so grateful that you're here. And now let's get to today's episode. But before we start with today's episode, I wanted to make an announcement that I'm so excited about. I just launched my Magic of Microdosing free course. This free course has over 10 videos where I really break down the neuroscience of microdosing and talk about how this medicine can potentially lead to massive transformation and healing in your life. So if you've been curious about implementing this medicine, this is a great resource for you to tap into. And again, it's 100% free. So make sure to visit the website magicofmicrodosing.com or just hit the link in the show notes below. Much love, y'all. Today's guest on the podcast is actually my doctor, Dr. Yelena Petkovich. And I'm really excited to share Dr. Yelena with you guys. She is such a wealth of knowledge. And she is a 16-year licensed medical provider specializing in therapeutic, restorative, scientific, and health-invigorating techniques at her personal practice here in Miami, but she does serve clients all over the world with her gifts and talents. Now, she spent over a decade really advancing her career and her knowledge in integrative and functional medicine. And, you know, Dr. Yellen has played an important role in my health. I do my blood work with her and she analyzes it, my hormone levels, making sure that I'm all good and that I'm most optimal and I'm really excited to bring her on she's also the mother of three kids and I think it's really cool how she's been able to live a life on purpose pursuing her passions and be present as a parent to three young kids which is no small feat so without further ado here's the conversation with myself and Dr. Yelena let's get it all right Dr. Yelena we're here Jeremy thanks for having me Yes, yes, yes. And there's some obstacles in the way, but we overcame them. Yes. And, um, you know, one of the reasons I really respect you a lot is because you actually teach your clients yeah. and patients how to be healthy. You're right. And yeah. Western medicine, especially in America, doesn't really focus on that. They're That's focused true. on treating symptoms, and you really focus on treating the root cause. Yes. Yeah, um, what I try to do is when people come into the office and, and are telling me what's going on in their lives and what they want to improve, I always, and they usually do want a medication or they want to do testing, and, but what I try to tell them is while we're waiting for the testing or let's do some lifestyle stuff, right? And so kind of get their diet in check, their life, you know, their lifestyle, the rhythm of their day in check and movement and sleep and you know just address the simple things before we get complicated right because that's so what true. is sustainable yeah and then they learn too and then next time something comes up they can self-regulate and by getting back on the lifestyle that's going to support their healing yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and you were mentioning before this mm -hmm. that you wanted to touch a little bit about touch a little bit on about how so many patients that you see and so many yeah. people in general I think it's over 60% of American adults are taking at least one prescription drug right and oftentimes again those drugs are putting a band-aid over a bullet wound right it is yeah so what is like one of the most mm -hmm. common things you see in your clinic patients coming to you like what medications do you see them being commonly prescribed 
Well, I mean, there's, you know, certain people, high cholesterol drugs, obviously statins are huge. Uh, and no one tried lifestyle or diet before they gave them that statin. And not only that, um, they're looking solely at LDL levels and they don't look at, you know, the whole picture, the whole lipid profile, which we check always. And we check that with you also that kind of give you a better picture because um, lipids alone don't mean, you know, high risk, right? And most conventional doctors don't know that. So that's kind of on one end. Um, can we stay on? Can we oh, stay on this for a second? Okay. Yeah. Because I think I think this is like <laughs> there's still people yeah. that won't eat egg yolks, right? Right. Because right. of yeah. the cholesterol, and they fear that. Right. And, and cholesterol is, is good. It could be good, right? Especially people, Mediterranean people, they live with high cholesterol. They live the longest, right? And it's protecting their brain. You know, people have, now we're having higher incidence of Alzheimer's and dementia and all these things. We don't know exactly how all these things interplay, but the body is super intelligent and smart. Mm. And so um, trying to suppress something because we just label it as bad with a medication that has side effects um, is not, now we're understanding is not the best way. So we should be adjusting lifestyle diet, um, incorporating supplements to keep the heart healthy. Um, exercise, maintaining healthy weight, and people can thrive. So, so what is it for people who mm -hmm. are going to get their blood drawn by you or at any of these other clinics? Mm -hmm. um, but if they really want to dive deeper into their lipid profile and <laughs> cholesterol, like what is the thing mm -hmm. that they should actually be concerned about when it comes to cholesterol? So there's certain types of um, lipid particle uh, particles that are smaller and I, we can go we can't go through the whole pro profile right, right, right now right. but something like um, I'm just gonna name one it's LP little a right they're teeny tiny lipid particles that actually are more um, inflammatory or dangerous because they can kind of get into damaged vessels right. and cause inflammation and plaque right so that's something I would discuss that alone even is not enough when it's high i say okay this is a higher risk for you um your L the ldl levels plus this plus certain other markers put you at a higher risk of heart disease but it doesn't that alone doesn't mean that i'm going to put you on a medication to help attack that specifically first hmm. first we'll talk about all everything that we can do in your lifestyle your diet um, exercise supplements before we go into medications right so that's the whole point is like you can't you shouldn't start with the medicine right we start with other things and then we monitor it right and a yeah. lot of times it's amazing what can happen right when we just kind of look at their whole life how they're sleeping their stress and they can you know we can see these levels shift and move and it happens all the time right so um, the, the laboratories alone, they're a snapshot into what's happening to the person's life, right? But also in the patient's history and putting together also other risk factors. Are they smoking? Are they overweight? This gives the doctor a better picture of what is the best, safest plan of action. But safety always is trying to stay away from meds, right? I mean, medications in the most part are going to have other side effects. Your liver has to process it, your kidneys have to process these things, and um, they may take up more vitamins just to be able to deal with some of these medicines. Mm. And so then you're at higher risk of micronutrient deficiencies, right? So it's just something that should not be done first. It's not the first line. And I what see the, that. Sorry, what are the, what's like the most common side effects for statins? Because these things are handed out so freely. I know my mom was prescribed statins. What's like the most common side effect that someone would experience on statins? Well, I, don't, I don't know if ever anyone comes in and says, I have a side effect from this, right? But we just start to see things um, like liver, you know, enzymes can be mm. one of the things that people start or just um, certain nutrient depletion, right? Mm. And so it's it's not like a side effects or people come in and they're like, I have headaches all of a sudden or, you know, it's not that people aren't really complaining. They're just like, my doctor told me to take this. But then all of a sudden they just start to have other 
you know, other, you know, just uh, vague things happening, right? Like rain, fog, headaches, lack of energy. Yeah, lack of energy. Like they don't feel that great, and but they're not even complaining about it. They don't even because come they think in. it's normal. That's right. part of the fucking problem. Is right. like people have yeah. accepted feeling mediocre. Right. So they're coming in with these things, and I'm like, well, let's see if what we can do with lifestyle, and if th these things get better, then we're gonna wean you off these meds, right? Um, other overly prescribed things are steroids. People take steroids for all types of, you know, autoimmune diseases, right, that make their life pretty hard, right? They feel terrible, they're gaining weight. Um, you know, I, I try to tell people, let's work on healing tissues, decreasing inflammation, and all of a sudden you don't need the steroids, right? <laughs> so that's the goal is not to keep you on a medication for life. If a doctor tells you you need a medication for life, you probably should go see another doctor or see several doctors, right, to give you kind of a um, second, third opinion. And um, yeah, other things, antidepressants. There's so many medications. Prozac, Lexapro, Zoloft. Um, Wait, let, let's. I, I think I think it's worth. Actually, I really want Accutane. Okay, this you is. You know, these things, they're not just pop a pill and it's going to be. They have side effects, right? Well, and th I, I'm really curious, actually, mm -hmm. with you, though, to talk about Adderall because yeah. you have three children. Yeah. And there's oh, yeah. so many kids that yeah. are six, seven, eight years right. old, and they're being right. treated for right. their ADHD with this methamphetamine. Right. That's literally destroying the frontal lobe of their brain impacting their dopamine centers like as a parent right it's just and also numbing them out in many ways their, of their personality of their own brilliance it's just like i uh yeah i have a child who they i took out of school he's homeschooled now he's a genius he's brilliant he doesn't he has been labeled you know with the adhd but um i said i'd rather you do alternative schooling for him and encourage him and let him grow up a little bit. Usually when that testosterone kicks in later on in life, there's a little bit more focus. And so um, medicating little boys, right, just so they, they fit in, you know, doesn't, it doesn't support, What right? is that? The biggest They're, thing is like, yeah, it's like, yeah. what does fitting in mean? It's like, yeah. how old's your son that you're talking about? He's 11. It's like, mm -hmm. And you've probably told this, like, my guess is when you're six, seven to eight, nine. Mm -hmm. But it's like, what does fitting in at that age mean? Like, kids mm -hmm. are not designed to be stuck yeah. in a classroom yeah. for seven hours they learning want about... to behave, to focus. To, and it is. It's, it's a great... Some people have an easier time doing that. That's for sure. But um, if you allow kids, especially some of those that you consider to be disruptive or whatever, have different types of you know, learning and play, um, have more breaks, go outside more, you mm. know, um, I think it's not easy, but it can be done. And I think some of those kids can be the ones that um, have the most, you know, creative, brilliant, out of the box solutions for some of the things that we're struggling with right now, right? So and true. Um, yeah, I've been to tons of, you know, lectures where people have talked about that these Adderall is not, has side effects, right? Yeah, so we, we need to- We've seen the shortage of it in the last few months. Yeah, we need to, uh, we need to take it more seriously. We need to start doing other things for kids and putting them maybe on fish oils and, you know, methylated folate and helping them, you know, B vitamins. And, you know, there's, there's lots, of, lots of research now that help children um, get healthier while they're um, kind of sharpening their mind, right? Yeah, no, I think that's mm -hmm. like what you were saying with fish oil and getting the mm -hmm. DHA and the yeah. EPA, yeah, yeah, right, mm -hmm. to fuel their brain and then avoiding things like potentially artificial food dyes, artificial sweeteners, right, stuff like and, that. Yeah, food colorings, yeah, gluten, it all helps, right? And it, it would help anyone, it would help all of us, even when we're healthy and we don't have these right. things, right? So, why not help teach them, like, hey, the healthier we are the better everything works. Our brain, instead of saying, hey, whenever you're not fitting in, just take this medication so that, you know, you could just do what everybody else wants you to do. Like, yeah. I don't know about the what we're messaging there, but I, I don't like that message. And I don't think it's one that's gonna support a healthy adult, uh, yeah.
a healthy population of the future. I'm curious to know, like, when, where did you go to medical school? So I actually went, I, I have a, I am not an MD, okay? okay? So I went, um, I'm a physician associate, okay. and then I got a doctorate in health science. And so my doctorate studies are health focused, how to keep people healthy. And so I think it's a little bit more, um, timely for what's going on right now yeah. so that's the reason why i went and i got certified in functional medicine and i did an i did a um a internship at duke university integrative medicine oh nice and i got certified in mind body medicine so i really went the more um i would say scientifically supported alternative health uh, education, right? Even though I have a foundation of a Western medical education where I focused on anti-aging. So I did a lot of hormone replacement. Mm, uh, yeah. When I started 16 years ago practicing medicine, it was, uh, it was more hormones and, you know, anti-aging and, you know, feeling good, um, biohacking. And now it's more, Let's look at what's happening uh, in your body right now, and let's see how we can support the body to heal and restore itself. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's so valuable, by the way, that like you're able to also teach these lessons to your children, and like yeah. they see yeah. how you show up, and like how do you, for the parents who are watching, I work mm -hmm. with a lot of parents. Being a mom, yeah. especially a mom of three, that's mm -hmm. a full-time job in itself. Yeah, it is. Right? Yeah. So how have you managed to pursue your passions, your career, and also be present as a mother? How have I done that? Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know how I did it, honestly. To be fair, I've always had really supportive um, parents, right? They've always kind of stepped in so that I can pursue my higher education. My doctorate I finished two years ago, so I've been in school most of my life. My children are have seen me in school most of their lives, right? They've always shared me, right, as I, and I've always traveled um, and went to conferences and done certifications, and it was a part of like my, ed learning has been a part of my joy, right? And I'm a very healthy person. I don't usually party, go out, do any of that stuff. I kind of prioritize, um, health, right? Exercise and doing a lot of exercise with my children when they were little. Mm. Like I, I used to run, um, like literally like marathons with three kids in a stroller. No right? fucking way. Yeah. And people used to give me like high fives down the street. Like they were like, there should be an Olympic sport for what you do. And I loved it. I would spend hours outside with them and then I would study and I would work. And a lot of the work that I did when they were younger was maybe two, three days a week. Mm. And now I'm trying to do more telehealth so I could still, you know, squeeze in driving them places and picking them up. And so my priority really has been their being with them, their well-being, teaching them healthy habits and um, not going after you know, the highest paying jobs, or I know I could work a lot more and make a lot more money, but right now I'm never gonna get this time back with my kids. Mm. And so I just wanna be, I'll take the lower pay, um, work a little bit less hours, right? But I'm gonna be present for them and they're gonna know what I'm up to and I get them excited, right? About stuff that I'm doing and people I'm helping and, and sharing things like that. And also teaching them, you know, about, their teeth and fluoride and you know and food colorings and you let them go to you know, a dentist sugar. Do, do your kids have a holistic dentist they my daughter does um the boys honestly yeah they're they've been maybe to a few checkups right but they still um and one of them got braces but they're still not having to visit the dentist regularly. My daughter and I go to a holistic dentist who's awesome. Did you, I think you sent her to me, did you? Yeah. Did you, was it Wait, you? Who? Dr. Rosenbaum? Or did I tell you? You were asking, her? no, weren't you yeah. asking me to refer you to? I think you, I don't know, it wasn't you though. Someone else sent me to Wait, her. Were you asking, were you asking you to today? be? I think it was when I saw you last time. Yeah. I think I might've sent you a couple of people. I can't yeah. remember. Yeah, but, but it's the best. It's the best. Why, why yeah. should, mm -hmm. why should people, especially children avoid fluoride? 
um, because we love their brains mostly, right? We want to keep their brains uh, as healthy as possible. And we know fluoride now. I mean, there's tons of research about what fluoride does and the health effects. And it's not only um, the brain. I mean, it's also just, you know, autoimmune and everything is now being associated with these chemicals that we find in our water. And something like fluoride, the dangerous thing about it is that it's everywhere. It's in our water. It's in the toothpaste. It's, you know, so it's just something that we promote as a health thing, then it's not. And that's the dangerous part, right? It's almost like, you know, uh, what they used to say was Splenda, right? Remember when Splenda was a health food? Oh, yeah. You know? Some people still claim there's no issue with sucralose or artificial sweeteners. Oh, and there's tons of, you know, yeah, side effects there, including infertility issue, fertility issues. I mean, I keep reading more and more studies about all of these things, and it's just endless, and we don't even know. So anything artificial, I think we should just... Yeah. Table. Right. Table. I need to send you these images. It's crazy. Right. Like, there's an image of the right. countries that have oh, that the have most fluoridated, fluoridated yeah. water. It's like right, the right, US, right. Canada, right. Australia, I right. think. And then the countries with the highest population of Alzheimer's and dementia. Right. It's the same exact yeah, yeah, countries. Yeah, yeah. I've seen a lot of that as well. I mean, it's just endless and overwhelming, but I think good rules of thumb are, you know, just stay uh, aware and anything they're trying to like manipulate for mm. a purpose and right. you know overuse um, when there's alternatives that are healthier for you right that we should just be weary and say um, you know where is safety versus risk profiles right and stay on the side of safety mm. yeah if it's if it seems too good to be true probably like oh that's like, a good that's a good point. like Splenda like it's yeah. 200 times sweeter than right. sugar right zero calories right you can better believe like there's some issues that are happening to your gut right in other parts of the body Adderall right. like right. this little magical pill that just right. makes you feel focused yeah, and yeah, motivated yeah. but yeah mm -hmm. it's getting you dependent yeah it's getting you addicted and it's mm -hmm. honestly like you mentioned like kind of stealing away your power in the process because right, right. you get disconnected from your yeah. true essence i even think they had studies that said anything too sweet i mean who wants to have sweet even if it's if it has a taste of sweetness but it doesn't elevate your blood sugar yeah um like a, just your body actually has a psychophysiological effect to anything sweet where there's almost like this inflammation and stress that happens in your body because it thinks that if more sugar is being released, then there must be an emergency going on, right? right? And so it's, I mean, why would you want to sweeten everything all day long? Like that's not what our bodies were meant to do is have sweet foods, right? I mean, we're missing, now all of a sudden we went the other direction where now we're missing salt. Nobody wants to eat salt anymore, remember? The, yeah. There were times where everyone's like, avoid salt. Oh yeah. And now we're like Just like salt poor. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's we're crazy. radical. We're too radical. We gotta, yeah. But yeah. you, but you yeah. were you were raised with mm -hmm. a lot of these health principles being yeah. Serbian, right? Yeah. And I know you. Which health principles? Like just some of these health, like holistic health principles, were you oh, raised? Oh yeah, with? no, yes, definitely. The wisdom of my grandmother. She's probably the wisest person that I've ever met, and um, she's passed away now. But I mean, she finished like third grade, I think. And she was the wisest person. Wow. I mean, literally, there's now science that supports every single thing she's ever said. But somehow she had this piece about it, right? About like how, what, how to eat and, and what to avoid. And, you know, the things that she said now are just like the most brilliant things, right? And this person never went to medical school. She never studied or read a scientific paper. She just had this intu intuition because she was connected hmm. and she had time for this, right? It's just we're information overload right now that you could literally be putting something in your mouth that your body is like, no, and you're still doing it. Like you're being violent towards yourself just because you're disconnected from what you're doing, right? Mm. Most people probably, if they took a second and like just considered the things that they were doing, probably would have extremely high intelligence over what would be good for them and not, right? Yeah, we've been and disconnected so, yeah, from that higher have, intelligence. Right. Like that yeah. intuition. Right, yeah, so I think that's the, of 
our ancestors, if we can learn something, those people who worked in the farms and they made their own foods and they never let anything go to waste and they ate whole animals, not just like Nose to the tail. chicken breasts, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I think that uh, we can learn a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you have a lot of wisdom that you're passing down to your children yeah. and their future children. And I think the wisest thing you can do is remain open, you know, and humble about it. But yeah, just start to question things and listen to people regardless of, you know, where you qualify them and see what they have to say and consider it and do your own research, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we did, I did want to touch back with you about, um, about antidepressants and stuff. Mm -hmm. Lexapro, Prozac, Zoloft, these have been commonly prescribed for the last 50 years. Yeah. Under the assumption that they'll fix the chemical imbalance in the yeah. brain. Right. They'll boost our levels of serotonin production. Right. And I think in the last year it's really been mm -hmm. spoken about more openly that depression is not simply a matter of a shortage of serotonin. Yeah. There's much more that's involved. Yeah. Lifestyle factors, oh, movement, oh, nutrition, oh, sleep, so stress, much. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's emotional so much. traumas. Yeah, you, I mean, we should be doing full laboratory assessment, micronutrient analysis, thyroid. Um, we should be looking, I mean, it's, it's emotional, it's spiritual, it's physical, and, um, you know, even though a pill, can fix it quickly, it doesn't mean that it's going to like get to the root of why people are actually experiencing what they're experiencing. And sometimes I feel like we cut people off from their breakthrough, right? Mm. They could be like one step away um, from actually feeling what they need to feel in order to get to where they were meant to go, right? That's and powerful. so it's so, um, it's almost like cheating yourself, right, of, of what you needed to learn in this time and space. And yeah, it's bypassing. Um, I'm not gonna say that for everybody, I know. And if you have ever been on antidepressants, um, I'm saying this with all my heart and grace, like it's just like, it's totally, you know, whatever you have done or chosen at the time is perfect for you. And now you get to make new choices based on new information if you choose to do that. And I always believe that there's hope and health and and joy and healing beyond the medications if you want it. So you can seek out someone to do that with you. Yeah. And um, so I hope that people realize I've known many people who have been on antidepressants, got off of them, and then never went back on them again and have had great things to teach so we can use it all for teaching it's all lessons yeah definitely. and like you said that's a really interesting perspective too is because sometimes you actually need to experience those feelings and emotions to break through them yeah because they're usually teaching you a lesson yeah. and oftentimes what these drugs do is they numb your emotions yeah they do so maybe you don't feel they as cut sad you off. yeah but you definitely don't experience happiness and joy i mean the greatest revelations have happened in the rock bottom where you've cried out for something greater than yourself to step into your life and show you the truth right and so i think that yeah if you know we're bypassing and giving medications and all of a sudden this medicine is my savior this medicine is my idol right mm. then you're missing out on the meaning of life right so again um I wish that everyone would have someone that they could reach out to and 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 walk alongside of if they need it, right? To help them kind of get through those, because no one should have to do any of this hard stuff alone. For sure. So um, That's maybe sure. our lack of community is probably a huge factor as well. Not yeah. having supportive community. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, you. I mean, and you also like we like we alluded to earlier too. It's. It's very intuitive when you think about a lot of these things. Yeah. Like like a lot of the foods mm. that we want to stay away from aren't really fucking foods. They're no. franken foods. They're right. chemically made in a lab and it's like right. if we actually could just strengthen our muscle of intuition. Yeah. You know, if I asked either one of your kids, any of your three kids and I was mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. or any of their classmates like, "Hey, what is better for me? And I have a fucking avocado and banana or like a Twinkie. Right. Like 
they're gonna know this is right. like this is right. real it's right. natural right yeah. like that's what our body deserves to thrive but i also think mm-hmm. i think about it as like a place of self-love too like if i truly love myself right. i want to give myself the best quality people relationships food right. and that's the hard part i think like sometimes when you're in those low spots i mean there's so much i mean this is why it's so multi-dimensional like health is so multi-dimensional right because there's a there is a physical component but if the spiritual component is not um received then you're always gonna fall back into bad habits right it's just like it's kind of all it's like i believe the root of all health is spiritual but that's a whole other topic and very personal and so um but i think that you know the mind it goes from the spirit to the mind to the body and so the mind is really the place that has to be changed and renewed to have sustainable health right um but if the spirit is not healthy then um, the mind can never be healthy, right? Um, might have aspects of health, um, but then if the spirit is healthy and the mind hasn't caught up, hasn't been kind of cleansed by the spirit, this is so complicated right now, right? You're no, like, no, 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 you know, because um, you then the physical, um, the physical will be waxing and waning, right? Um, I help people in the physical just to help them until they get the 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 spiritual and then help them choose the right mental um, processes in order to sustain the physical. So um, there is a connection, and I think that being healthy and feeling good in your body allows you to seek the higher things, right? So that's what kind of releases people into like, I feel good in my body, I'm joyful, and then they get directed, you know, to somewhere that can maybe talk more about the purpose of life, the meaning of life, who they really truly are, and why they're here. Yeah. And then that helps them um, start to change their the thoughts, and those thoughts, the more positive and healthy they are, right, then you're going to be less um, subject to addictive behaviors, bad, poor lifestyle choices, bad relationships, and all those things that contribute to poor health, you know? And so um, I think we as um, physical medicine doctors, right, we all have to start to treat people like whole people, right, Mm. whole beings, and kind of just, even though we don't have a lot of time to do that, we can just start to direct them to maybe people that can help them or encourage them to go to support group or encourage them you know to um, do more activities that bring them joy and meet people that share these you know you're, you're almost like they're like yes you're their doctor but yeah. you're also like a friend like yeah yeah who's looking out for that's, them i think that's how it used to be right right it was like family yeah. physicians yeah it used to and be it was that like way. you built a deep right. relationship with these people over a course of time right right and you wanted what's best for them that's what people need is like someone who's for them and um, willing to respect and honor them and also encourage them and believe in them. You know, Mm. like, you can do this. You know, yeah, you can. Just one small step at a time. Like, you know, and I think that is um, the most helpful partnership, you know, that you could ever have is just someone who knows the science but also is listening to you, right, and what's important to you and kind of helping you you know, get that holistic perspective on what's happening and where they might have that breakthrough, right? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that really is like holistic, treating each human Mm -hmm. as a perfect, whole and complete version of themselves. Right, and respecting their choices as well. You know, if they say, I can't do that, then you're like, okay, what can we do? Let's start there. You know, and as they get healthier, then they're going to say, now I'm ready to do that. Yeah. You know, some people are like, I can't stop smoking. Okay, what can we do? Let's get your nutrition right. Let's get you active. Let's get, you know, this and that and that. And then one day they're like, you know what? Now I feel so great that I don't want to smoke. Mm. Right. So that's the hope. Mm-hmm. What about vaping? Any opinions on that? No, no, we don't vape. You know, vaping has its own stuff, right? Exactly. So, no, know, it's like, funny how like it's just funny how segue, like segue, yeah. How all these like no, they'll they'll mm-hmm. 
there's always different solutions that are offered that seem better, right, like right. artificial sweeteners to sugar, right, 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 right vaping right. to cigarettes, right, right, right. yeah, like, and right, all of these things. It's yeah. like that's why all the shit we're talking about, I just think, is important because it's like when you live that life where you love yourself, like. Yeah. Like, I'm probably going to go have a drink next door, and I'm going to enjoy it. I'm not going to feel guilty about it. Yeah, it's alcohol. Yeah, probably one <laughs> yeah. drink. One drink, like, dog. Okay, okay, okay. One drink, okay, maybe, okay. if Pamela wants to. Yeah. Um, no, that's okay. Yeah, it is okay to give yourself, um, I think, also contrast. You know, sometimes you just need to, you know, instead of holding yourself to some impossible standard, sometimes just being like, okay, well, what if I, like, you know, just just did something that, you know, I, I know that maybe isn't the best for me, but maybe it'll release me in some way and mm. I can have an experience and then I can learn something. It'll either affirm what you thought or it'll be like, this is actually good to get me out of my control, right? Out of my like, you know, need to control every single thing in my, in my life, which is also inflammation and stress. So, you know, I, I don't judge. But that's all, and that's also, yeah. that's also mm -hmm. one of the things you seem to have discovered uh -huh. in yourself uh -huh. is being super driven, yeah. being goal oriented, mm -hmm. being very connected to your purpose, yeah. and still being tapped into your divine feminine energy, yeah. Yeah. which is honestly kind of rare to see. Really? Yeah. Oh, well, I think, I mean, I mean, this is, this is a whole other bag of worms right but it's like women in general when they're you know in their femininity they're usually healthier mm. right their hormones are healthier um you know it's just they're kind of um you know there's less inflammation there's less need to manipulate and control and force and we don't want to do any of those things anyway i mean if you really talk to women in the end you know, if we had a choice, we could just like trust and follow and, and serve and help. And that's, it's, it's in us. It's our, we're wired that way. And our hormones are actually, that's what, that's why we have the hormones that we have. Now, if our hormones are off because of chemicals in the environment and, you know, just um, trauma and all these other things, right? Um, it doesn't mean that we should just adapt to the, you know, dysfunctional levels, you know, that we're at. Like, we should be like, why am I feeling this way? And let me see how I can, you know, get back to the, the self that, um, you know, the energetic self that actually um, supports my health, right? And supports my peace, which is the most important thing, right? Um, making peace in your life and, and who you are and it's a it's a beautiful contribution right that I think mm. that we're now realizing when we see everything in the world um, how that's missing right and so just being the peacemaker right and um, not to say that men don't do that as well, but men also are at peace when they on are honoring who they are right and their contribution their wiring and and um, because we're different, there is a difference. This is something I, I encourage you to lean more into, mm -hmm. like, and speak more about, because I think it's really, <clears throat> I think it's really important. Like, I see, like, so many, 70% of my students in the mastermind are women, and we'll, we'll talk about some ideas I have for this mm -hmm. with you later. <clears throat> but, like, I have to cross my legs a little bit. But, um, but this is, this is, a topic that needs to be touched on more yeah because in a world where being a boss bitch and being a successful entrepreneur healthy that way Nobody. is the way to it's the way to go and oh, this again is, this is yeah this is a huge um well the women of peace right was how do we honor ourselves as women and um and do so in a way that um brings out our highest service to the world, right? And that is just like honoring who you are, um, contributing in the way that blesses your health and your body and your life and your family and everything. And also is actually making the biggest impact, right? Because no one can do, you know, for women, a man can't do what a woman can do. Like, it's just, we are, by, be, by being, right? By being who we are, 
we make the biggest difference in the world because no one can do what we do. Facts. Like, that's it. It's just like, you know, we can't ask a man to do what a woman was wired to do and actually blesses her life and her health, right? And people can feel that. They know that. There's no forcing. There's no pushing. It's just like, hey, like, I'm just being who I am, right? And my whole being is radiating joy and health because I'm doing that for myself, right? And my kids actually get to see me like smile and peaceful and laughing and, and just flow and move and, and just serve in the way that brings me beauty and joy because that's what I want, right? Like I want things to be beautiful and peaceful and... and um, Do you and think them seeing you pursue your passions yeah right and mm -hmm. and pursue medicine and help people and live on purpose mm -hmm. do you think that it's hard to say obviously but mm -hmm. i'm sure seeing that as a young child is inspiring yeah you know what this inspiring t this is something that i decided um i decided that i wasn't going to let my i wasn't going to blame my children I was actually, I'm, I was, I was going to have these kids and I still want one more by the way. So like it's happening, hopefully one, maybe two, but hey, I'm like, um, you going for a perfect five? No, I, don't, I mean, I just like, I'm saying one, let's just start with that. But I think that like when I said I was going to, I was going to have them and they were going to be only, they were going to know one message from me. You are my greatest joy and my greatest treasure. And you bring out the best of me and I am the best person because of you like I never were like they ever got in the way of anything for me my 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 educate my education my work my joy and yes has it had to be toned down a little bit in certain seasons and ways yeah it has and but it's always made me feel like they've never been um something that has gotten in the way they've actually enhanced right they've enhanced my I life i can see that and even before i got pregnant i just was like you know what everyone's like oh it's going to be like this that they tried to like program me to like what it was going to be and i was like no it's not like i'm going to actually like welcome this and my body's going to do what it's going to do but it's going to go back to the way it was and i just this positive just affirmation that these kids were only going to bring make me the strongest you know most um fulfilled woman right mm. and that helped me personally and um i mean why not why not try that <laughs> you know why not try that message i love yourself, it i love hearing you, know? you speak about like being a mom it's yeah. super cool yeah it's mm -hmm. super cool yeah that's such a gift um two things i want you to touch on before we wrap up mm -hmm. number one birth control yeah. You were talking about a lot of the environmental toxins that were being yeah, exposed endocrine to. Yeah, disruptors. Yeah, birth control is an endocrine disruptor, right? It's disrupting your uh, body's brilliance, right? So we're trying to like manipulate it and get in the way, and and it does. It's not even bioidentical. Doesn't even match. You know the 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 hormones you do have, right? So the body recognizes it as different, right? And so it's, it causes wow. inflammation. And, and you know, I mean, again, like I can go down and, you know, try to recite all the studies and all the things that we're finding, but it's just, it's not, um, women go through radical, uh, radical disturbance um, while they're on birth control and they don't even realize it. They just say like, oh, they've adapted to this new normal, right, of how they feel. And everything from mood to inflammation to skin and um, mm. skin changes and also, you know, being able to understand their bodies, right? Like what my body is doing and what it's supposed to do. It's basically disconnecting you from your own body right i love how you said yeah. that like your body's brilliance yeah that's powerful yeah and they now are you know and what is health is you know are you are you fertile <laughs> like, there's there's less and less men becoming like, fertile and it's women, crazy it, it's like you know health should be measured like um am i ovulating every like that's something that's like you're, everything's going great in your body right now you don't know like when you're ovulating right or do, it's just um a sad thing that I pray that we realize instead of trying to suppress our fertility in, in this way, maybe we learn about our bodies a little bit better and we work along with our partners and husbands or, you know, to kind of um, 
you know, to synchronize, like, what is the desire of the moment, right, at That's this time and space. And then I, maybe more healthy conversations happen and less sexuality for, you know, frivolous sexuality. Like, yeah, that I might mean, be a good thing. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you should be more mindful about yeah. who you are yeah. allowing right. in your most sacred areas. Right. I think that makes right. sense. Right. Um, mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, and, and, and like I, I have friends and they went off birth control and they literally didn't have a period for multiple years. Right. Like that's fucking wild. Right. Like yeah. that just shows you that your body's biology is really yeah. out of sync. And there's, I mean, it's just not only, I mean, the whole body goes wild after you get off the birth control too. And then they're like, oh, should I get back on? Because I felt better with it. And I'm like, no, because do you want to be on it forever? I mean, we kind of have to, do you want to have children or do you want the option to have children? So... Um, just that period of getting them off is like, you know, need some hand-holding alone, right? So... That's wild. Um, let's make everything medical, right? It's like, let's make it all medical. Like, instead of saying, let's get back to, you know, what's healthy. Yeah. Do you ever experience mom guilt? Well, right now, my daughter and her friend are probably like, where did mom go? <laughs> oh, my God. I was like, I'll be back in 20 minutes, you know? So, yeah, they're right I'll here. Take the blame for and that my one. kids are, my other two are at home, like, waiting for the pizzas that we just ordered over there. But, you know, <laughs> so, yeah. the pizza's so good there, by the way. They're going to be really like, happy. I'll, I'll, I'll buy, I, like, I would love to buy your kids ice cream. Oh, that's sweet. No, it's okay. That's okay. But, um, yeah, so mom guilt is, yeah, it, it always, I think that what happens is, is, you know, when you do, when you know that they're sacrificing for you, then you kind of want to make up for it and be like, okay, now I'm going to sacrifice for you guys a little bit more than I normally would, right? We'll go to the park for three hours instead of like for an hour, right? That's kind of cool though, yeah. that your kids like really want to spend time with you though. Yeah, yeah. It's not always like that. No. You know? No. That's, that's amazing. Yeah, we have, I think the children... And I don't know if I'm just blessed and it's them because I'll see if I have any more and they turn out differently or, or what. But um, I always focus on emotional intelligence, hmm. right? Like I was always like, we're going to talk about everything. And it's not going to be because I told you so. I want you really to understand where I'm coming from and what is happening, right? So they're now able to articulate their emotions and what's going on, right? And that's um, helpful. Um, and maybe they use it against me sometimes, but, you know, <laughs> you know, like they got too smart. That's you know? good, though. Yeah, yeah. That's good that they're challenging you, yeah. keeping you accountable. Yeah. All right, as we wrap up, is there anything that we didn't talk about that you really feel called to share, like one message that at this moment really resonates with you? Um, I would just say that, you know, for most people who are maybe weary of Western medicine, you know, but, um, you know, you want to make sure that you're staying on top of your health and not just Googling everything. I would say find somebody who is maybe in the functional medicine, naturopathic or integrative um, medicine has that background and find someone you can work with and and um, share you know your concerns with and get tested I think you know getting really good testing blood panels micronutrient um, panels um, detoxification um, panels things that kind of show you how your body specifically is functioning can be really insightful and, and helpful so you're not guessing and there may be something that you're dealing with right now that you don't have to deal with, right? You don't have to be tired or moody or not sleep well or, um, you know, feel that you're just meant to be overweight. I think that there's solutions out there. And if you find someone that you can trust um, that understands that we are whole people, um, mind, body, and spirit, and all of these things need to be discussed and honored, um, I think that we're going to have the greatest success for health, right? So I, I do feel, yeah, I do feel like partnering, right? Partnering with people and getting information. And you don't have to do anything anybody tells you, you know? You can decide once you get the information what you want to do. But yeah. knowledge is power, right? Knowing 
um, what, what there is to be discovered is good. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm really grateful that we were able to do this and like, mm -hmm. we have so, we're gonna have so much magical <laughs> stuff and I'm really excited to like, yeah. like support you in a m very significant way in Aww, 2023. Thank you so much. And I thank really you. fucking deeply apologize for being late. Like, no, I'm glad okay. we were able to salvage this. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. Thank uh, you for staying too. It's not just Jeremy, right? Oh, no, it's like, yeah, oh, like so I'm much. so grateful for my team and just yeah. like mm -hmm. an opportunity to connect and learn from you. Yeah. And it's just really, it's really amazing to, there's. You can I, get so in the details and that's why I try to tell people it's like, there's so much like there's so much it's not just it's not just listen remember I, people used to always tell me i almost wrote a book called the lovitarian lifestyle right yeah. because it was like oh you're vegetarian you know uh whatever what do they call it carnivore this that i was like i'm nothing i'm what i i need in the moment what my body needs in the moment I can go vegan for like three weeks and then it feels great for the first week and then the second week and the third week I'm feeling terrible, right? And then I have to integrate like meat and certain things and just more iron and things that are important for me. So I think that when we can kind of ebb and flow with our needs, right? That's so what's love at that time for us, right? But I think rainbow of foods is always love, right? Like all different colors in the rainbow. Oils, you know, olive oil. Nobody can argue that yet, right? Are they gonna come out with a science paper? No. <laughs> They're gonna be like, olive oil, oil. too much is bad for you, right? But I you mean, can't overdose on olive oil. You can't overdose, right? No but chance. like, sometimes avocado cannot be good for certain yeah, yeah, people. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Well, like, avocado you know, oil Too many eggs covers. to some people is not good, okay? Like, we can't just like say blatant statements, but I think that that's it. It's just kind of like being creative, um, being in tune. Oh my goodness, you made it until the end of this podcast. And I'm so grateful for you just really committing to your health and to your transformation. So just take a moment to appreciate and acknowledge yourself for making it until the end. And I really hope that you take at least one thing that you heard today and implement it into your life because knowledge is not power. Knowledge is potential power. It requires you to take action and implement these different practices and principles into your life. And I'm here to support you every step of the way. So again, word of mouth is my oxygen. I don't do this for money. I just do it to cultivate community and help you enrich your life. So if you gain value from the show, share it with a friend, share it on your Instagram story, tag me at Coach Jeremy 305 And if you want to see the video version of this episode, go check out our YouTube channel because again, when you see things, sometimes it brings them to life and you can really see different parts of this conversation and the relationship dynamic with each guest. So again, fam, thank you, thank you so much. You already know what time it is. It's time to take action on your dreams and thrive.